Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey there, my dear ones. I am super excited for this episode because I've had several people ask me to do a podcast episode on this content, which is good for me as a projector because I need to wait for invitations. And whenever others invite me to share my perspective on something or my expertise, I find that that is really puts me into alignment to offering you what you really need in this moment and what is in highest service to you. So we're going to be unpacking how to help our children and loved ones tap into their intuition. And I'm going to be covering content on how to do this with kids and adults. Maybe you have a partner or a parent or some loved one who you feel like it would be in their highest and greatest good to listen more deeply to that inner voice and find that voice and understand what it is and be guided by it. And certainly some of the techniques I'll be sharing may be also helpful for you to go deeper with your connection to your own voice. And this is really important what I'm going to be covering today because this is just something we can't force on others. Let me tell you, I wish we could. I would love to force this on my husband and say, you have to be led by your higher voice and I'm going to get more into this in a sec, but I'm a splenic projector, so I get intuitive hits in the moment. And I'm really not meant to research too much or second guess it. It's when I second guess it and research it a lot, when I, when I already have the hit, that actually gets me in my head and gets me off track. And it kind of drives my husband crazy because he's a researcher and he likes to spend a lot of time on a decision before he goes final. And he and I are very different on this score. And I say to him, yeah, but it's my human design. But yeah, this is how my energy is designed to, you know, to connect to my intuition. And he has moments where he's like, yeah, yeah, that's good. And then he has moments where he's like, no, I don't buy that. Get out your laptop and start researching this question that we've been talking about. You know, we're thinking of making a big purchase on something. Let's research it for hours and hours and hours. What's the best buy? And that is just not how I operate. And so my way is right for me and his way is right for him. But how do we get each other to understand? And then in that process, how do, I, how do you help loved ones? How do you gently guide them or introduce them to their unique internal guidance system, their higher voice? their unique energy template. And that is what we are going to be exploring in today's very powerful episode. So let's get to it. In today's episode, I reveal techniques to help children and loved ones tap into their intuition, how to open your loved ones up to their gift without pushing or imposing, and how to make it fun 
and why that's so important. We'll end on an invitation that will have you acting as a loving and supporting soul guide to the people you love, both big and small, to help them connect to their higher voice of guidance and direction. So please stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of 2,100, yes, we're growing, leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website, alisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Okay, we're talking about how to help our loved ones, both young and old, (laughs) of all ages, and backgrounds, and belief systems, to tap into their spiritual gift of intuition. Our gift of intuition is how we connect to and tap into our higher self, that piece of us connected to source. And it's how we connect to and communicate to the spiritual realm. And there is so much different types of consciousness in the spiritual realm. There's so much here that you can connect into to guide you on your path, to give you insights, to help you grow, to enable you to align deeper to your truth and your unique energy. And unfortunately, you know, schools aren't yet, you know, we're getting there little by little. Schools aren't yet equipped or teaching this. So we have to teach it to our kids. And we want to do it in a way that doesn't force it on them because then that's not going to do much, right? And it's all just a big invitation. And so much of what I'll be sharing is true for anyone of any age group. (laughs) So yes, some of this is acutely relates to kids, but I don't, but I just kind of noticed that it's true for all of us. And like anything, hey, live healthier, eat healthier, exercise more, read more, learn a foreign language. I don't know, whatever it is that we want our loved ones to integrate, you know, pushing it on them, forcing it on them is usually not the pathway to success, right? So let's find the pathway to success of helping our loved ones connect to their inner voice. So before I go into revealing techniques to help your loved ones connect to their intuition, it's important for you to explore what you believe. So if I offer you something that you're not quite so sure about for yourself, then that's definitely not a technique that I recommend for you. Finding those things like whatever I offer you today that you really resonate with and or you already have a sort of practice that 
correlates to what I'm what I'm offering, then that is where you should go. Offer the things that you naturally believe in most days, right? We're talking about something that requires faith. It requires trust. So it's okay if you have your off days of second guessing, for sure. Go with what you know you feel like you more or less believe in. It more or less feels good to you. And you more or less are passionate and excited about that passion and excitement and belief is going to be transferred on. You're going to model that for others. So if you do nothing else <laughs> as part of this, getting clear on what you believe and how you tap best into your intuition and then sharing that with your loved ones. Don't hide it. Don't Put yourself in a corner somewhere in the mornings with the doors shut and have this secret spiritual practice. I think that's most of us, right? That was me for years. I would have my secret spiritual practice. I would go in a a room, close the door, do my meditating, talk to my spirit guides, all the things, and then I would emerge, right? And I wouldn't talk about it. Those days are gone for me. I do a nightly meditation and I usually go to bed before my husband and I used to try to get my meditating done before he came up to bed. But then I thought, no, I mean, I would love for my husband to start meditating too. So let him see me meditating before bed every night and let him see how that is really positively impacting my life. I mean, okay, so let's, I wasn't going to start here, but since I'm on such a roll, Really, the number one thing you can do above all else is modeling, is being the example of what's true for you and not hiding that, sharing it, talking about it. So I talk about my nightly meditation to my husband and I tell him how good it makes me feel. And I think he does his own little private mini meditation by himself. I think he has started to do that. But I haven't prodded or probed. I'm just letting him have his experience with meditation. But I know in my heart that he is being affected positively by watching me meditate every night. And this is all because I just stopped hiding it from him. And to be honest, I don't know why I was hiding it from him to begin with. It seems sort of silly now. But I think that's what we do because we don't always feel safe sharing our spiritual beliefs with others, right? So this is just an invitation to be, you know, get a little bit clear on what you believe and how you connect and start sharing it with your loved ones through modeling, through talking about it, and certainly stop hiding any of your practices. Okay, so that's really, it's kind of funny. I had that like on my notes, lower in my notes, but as I'm talking to you, as it's coming through me, it really is the number one thing we can do to help our loved ones of any age connect deeper to their spiritual gifts. And that is modeling it, just modeling it. That's really engaging your spiritual gift of leadership where you're embodying your own connection and you don't have to say anything. You don't have to teach anything. You don't have to do anything beyond doing it for yourself, and your loved ones will receive it from you. And sorry, I keep saying it, but it's so important. The trick to that, though, is not hiding it and not having a secret spiritual practice. 
is a practice that you share. And it's okay. Hey, we all have our secret gardens. So if there's an aspect of your spiritual practice you want to keep secret for yourself, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, there's things about my spiritual practice I don't share with anybody. But it's those basic things that you would really like to pass on to your loved ones or anything you'd like to pass on, then just start sharing it or doing it openly in front of them. Okay, now getting into more, I would, you know, more like techniques of how to invite others into opening up their connection to their intuition. And this is especially, I think, great with children, but it will also work with a lot of adults, maybe not all adults. And that is Think of a consciousness or an energy frequency that they would get excited about. So there's a lot of consciousness in the spiritual realm. And if you're not sure about this or you haven't practiced around with this for yourself, I invite you to do that first. Play around for yourself and see what feels good if you haven't done so already, if you're not already doing it. So what am I talking about here? So angels, archangels. You know, that's a specific energy frequency. There are fairies. I'm going to be getting to fairies in a sec here. Elves, trolls, gnomes, orbs of light, earth elements, gods, goddesses, crossed over famous people. (laughs) You know, I'm working with a teacher now that was doing a lot of, she was working on something. This is Karen Curry Parker, who is the designer of quantum human design. And she talks about how she channels a lot with Albert Einstein on some of the stuff that is some of the more quantum physics stuff she works on. So think about a consciousness that your loved one would get naturally excited about or curious. It doesn't mean that they have to be a full-fledged believer that it's possible to talk to these consciousnesses, but just it's, it's something that would open up their door, open up their curiosity. Like, I am curious to see where this could lead. So I have a six-year-old, Freya, and she, she is a Norse goddess herself, which we've been reading a lot about Norse mythology lately, which is another great, you know, the, mytho- the world of mythology was all based on non-physical consciousness that the people who wrote the mythology were channeling at the time, right? So mythology is another great thing to explore with your loved ones if you think it might get them excited to connect, connecting into those mythical creatures or elements or gods or goddesses. And so, yes, Freya and I have been reading a lot about the goddess Freya. But in terms of helping Freya connect to the spiritual realm, we've been working with the fairies. Now, the fairies came to me, actually. I didn't come to them. I didn't think about this. This was all the ideas of the fairies. The fairies aren't a consciousness, an energy frequency that I was typically tapping into. I've come to realize that in my human design type, I've got defined gate five, which is really good. It's a good gate to connect to the the fairy realm. So as you, we're going to be talking more about human design in this episode, but as you get more aware of your own chart, you can find the gates that you have and the channels and the defined and undefined centers that you have that makes connecting to certain energy more powerful for you, right? And then you can start figuring that out also for your loved ones. But that's sort of advanced stuff. If you're not 
an, an advanced person with human design. Don't worry about that. But just so you know, that is possible. You can get that kind of information from your chart. So how it worked was Frey and I started going, we started to call various forests or like wooded areas around where we live, fairy forests. And there was like a little wooden kind of house somebody had made, kind of a wooden teepee in the forest. And that was the fairy house. And then from that, we just started talking to the fairies. And I started guiding her on how you can just ask the fairies questions and receive their answers. And the fairies were with us when we would go on these nature walks. But this was a really important part of it. Now, Freya was six, and she was she was and still is very open to this. In fact, that age range around five, six, seven is a really great time to start this work because they're old enough to understand what's going on and they're still very open. This whole time, I just want to say I never forced this on Freya. I always just was inviting in the possibility. And I was always asking her, do you want to talk to them? Do you want to see where this goes? You know, are you open to this? So inviting people and getting them saying yes, like a real yes, a real enthusiastic yes, does so much to open them up to their own intuitive connections. So this is super important. I mean, I would say for kids, but also adults. Freya wanted the, she wanted to see the fairies as if it was Tinkerbell. You know, Disney movies, they do a lot of, you know, a lot of Disney movies are based on a lot of this stuff. Mythology, angels, fairies, trolls, earth elements. And that is good in a way to get kids thinking about it. But I think what can happen is that children want it to look exactly like they see in the movies, just like we adults. Whenever we doubt ourselves, it's because we have a fixed idea of how it should look, and it's not looking like that, so we doubt it. And we tell ourselves, this must not be real. This must not be something I should trust. And our kids are no different. So I had to explain to her there is the movies, and that's great, and we enjoy watching them. And then this is how it really works. Fairies are like a spirit. This is how I explained it to her. In the spiritual realm, fairies will appear, but they don't appear the way I appear before you. You can't hug them the way you can hug me. But you can close your eyes and invite them Invite them to appear before you and tell me what you see. So she saw a fairy in a purple dress. And I'm telling you guys, I also saw that fairy in the purple dress. She and I were seeing the same things. She saw the fairies throwing confetti in the air like a party. I saw that confetti. So I was able to, and I wasn't telling her what she wanted to hear. I was telling her the truth because children will always feel when we're telling them the truth and when we're not, like, yes, Freya, I see it too. And that was very validating for her. And I would not have said that had I not truly saw the confetti and truly saw the purple dress. So I was validating what she saw from a place of honesty. Now, if you're talking with your child and you think you see the same thing, but you're not sure, that's okay. 
If you if you're like, yeah, I think I see it too. Go with that. That is the energy of truth. It's okay not to be sure, but if you don't see it at all and you're like, ah, this is uh, I'm not sure about this, then don't go along with it because your kids are going to feel that and it's going to affect their trust in what's happening. And so I help Freya with the visualization process. I say, hey, Freya, imagine that you're carrying an ice cream cone in your hand. Imagine it's mint chocolate chip and it's got whipped cream on top and a cherry. Look at it in your hand. Can you see it? And she's like, yeah, mama, I can see it. That's kind of how fairies can appear to us. It's almost like they look like a cartoon in our vision. And sometimes you can see them and sometimes you can't. And sometimes you can close your eyes and see them and sometimes you can't. And sometimes you can hear them. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just feel their presence and feel what they're saying or you just know they're there and you just know what they're saying. And this is what I explained to her. So it's that explanation of things work differently in the fifth dimension and higher they, they act differently, look differently, interact differently in the higher dimensions and the non-physical dimensions than in the third dimension, which is where we live and what we're used to and where we want to see proof and we want to see it, touch it, hear it. And it's not always going to be like a Disney movie. And that helped Freya so much. She resisted it at first because she wanted to see the fairy, touch the fairy, play with the fairy. But once she started to understand and get open to the idea that it's just different, it's just different than how she sees in the movie, she really opened up to it. For adults, it can be a good idea to introduce the idea of connecting to a crossed over loved one. Now, of course, if that's upsetting for the person, my husband's grandfather has been tapping me on the shoulder for years wanting to communicate with my husband and my husband's not interested and it makes him uncomfortable and he feels like he's disturbing his grandfather, you know, in the afterlife. And I just invite in to my husband, well, that's not how I see it. I see it totally different and that he has come to you because he wants to help you. He wants to guide you. He loves you. He has a message for you. And I just mention it from time to time. So this is, I'm kind of getting into like, how can you open up your loved ones to these gifts without pushing or imposing? I think when this grandfather first came to me, I was a bit pushy with my husband and I was like, hey, but he's got a message for you. You know, listen up. But I could tell it was really making him uncomfortable. So I totally backed off. And now I just mention it from time to time, like an invitation, always invitations, right? And so they can always say no. And that's fine. When they say no, it's just no for now, right? (laughs) Until maybe they switch to a yes, or maybe they switch to a maybe. But I just mention it from time to time. Oh, Your grandfather tapped me on the shoulder again, just checking in to see if you might be interested in anything you might have to share or just checking in to see if you might be open to this. So likewise, this just recently happened where my grandfather tapped me on the shoulder and said he had a message for my mom. And, you know, my grandfather passed on when my mom was relatively young and they were very close. And so this is kind of an emotional thing for my mom. So I wasn't just going to like 
dump it on her lap. I, I wanted to approach it very carefully, right? So this is how I did it. I found a moment where it was just she and I, and we were having this nice connection. It was, we were outside. It was a beautiful day. And I said, hey, mom, I know you listen to my podcast from time to time. So you know that I'm, a, I'm able to communicate with loved ones and people who've crossed over, right? And she said, yes, I've heard you talk about that. I said, are you open to the possibility of that? Are you just open to the possibility that that's true? I can really do that? And she said, yes. And I could see that she meant it. And then I said, okay, well, there's a crossed over loved one who has arrived, who has a message for you. Would you like to hear about it? And she said, yes. (laughs) And I said, well, it's your dad. And then she immediately got, you know, kind of teary eyed and it got emotional. And I said, I know. I said, it's a lot. He loves you so much. When you are ready to receive the message, let me know. And that's all I said. And then that, you know, I'm going to get a little emotional just talking about this. And that led to such a nice connection between my mom and I. And then she got the opportunity to just talk about her dad and share stories. And it was really synchronistic the way this all happened, you guys. Okay, I got to tell the story. So. Oh, this is all related. Okay. So I've been helping my nieces and nephews with all of this stuff. And let me tell you, they are fascinated. They have a hunger and a thirst for connecting to the spiritual realm. They're all like teenagers around 2021, you know, the age range. Well, actually I have, oh my gosh, I have one nephew who's so intuitive. It's unbelievable. He's 10, but most of the kind of deeper spiritual talks I've been having with my nieces and they age range from like 16 to 19. They can't get enough. They cannot get enough of this spiritual exploration. And so I was talking to them all one night and that's when the whole gang was there. It was at my parents' house and we get together and we have these talks, you know, where we talk about issues of spirituality when all the other adults have gone to bed. (laughs) So it's just me and the kids. And so we were all sitting there and all of a sudden, all this weird stuff started happening. Like the lights started flickering and everybody, they all got kind of scared. And I was like, hey guys, I have shielded this house. There's no dark energy here. They can't get in. Like what's going on? And then my niece said, who's very open intuitively, oh, it's, you know, Allison, it's your grandfather and your aunt. So my mom's father and sister. And I knew she was right. I'm like, it is. And then all of a sudden the light started flickering. And I was like, and of course the kids got all scared. And I asked my grandfather, I'm like, are you doing that? And he said, yes, I want to give you proof that we're here. And I said that to them and they were like, oh my gosh, like it was, it was proof. The lights flickered right at that moment. And then, and the lights hadn't been flickering at all at at any point. Up until that very time that my grandfather arrived and said that he had flickered the lights. And that's actually when he told me that he had a message for my mom. And it was great because my niece was also tapping into him and getting the same messages. So when you start to see similar patterns, it gives you proof that this is real. So it was a beautiful thing that my grandfather had done to show these children like, yeah, this is real. And my other niece 
who's also very open intuitively, also was seeing, she's actually the one who saw, well, she was the one that actually sensed that there was a presence initially. So we were all kind of helping each other. And of course, you know, when it, you know, with kids and with people who aren't used to this, it can feel scary because you're not used to it. And we've all heard too many ghost stories, right? So at this was a time I was really reassuring everybody, don't be afraid. This is love and light. I've shielded this house. Only light energy can come in. It is all okay. So as you connect loved ones deeper to all this, you may have to do a lot of reassuring that you are safe. And then you yourself will want to do a lot of shielding. So you're only calling in very light energy. So you just set the intention to put an energetic shield around your house, around your loved one, around yourself. And our shields are very powerful. So you don't have to question whether you're doing it right or wrong. Just set the intention and that will ensure that only light energy is called in. So then the next day after this evening with my grandfather, we were I was with my family and we were talking to an old family friend who said to my mom, hey, Sharon, I knew your dad. And my grandfather passed away when I was four years old a long time ago. And a lot of his network just aren't around anymore. And nobody ever, I like, I literally never, ever hear anyone saying to my mom, I knew your dad, like very rarely. And this guy said, I knew your dad. He was an incredible guy. And I was like, oh, that is my opportunity to tell my mother that, like, I just, that was my sign. Because up until that point, I thought that would be too heavy for my mom. I thought, I can't tell her, her dad has a message for her. It's just too much. It would be too upsetting for her. So I was kind of like, okay, grandpa, I hear you, but I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I can share the message. And then this thing happened with this guy who said, Sharon, I knew your dad. And then I kind of knew I had to. And then my mom and I got in this really serendipitous space where we were alone. And that's when I had the conversation. That's when I said, mom, are you open to this? And she said, yes. She didn't say, I want to hear the message. So I didn't share it. And I am going to wait a period of time. And I'm going to follow my own internal guidance system for when it will be the right time again to just check in with her. Hey, mom, remember when we were talking about that thing? Well, your dad still has a message for you. Do you think you might be open to hearing it now? And if she says no, I drop it immediately. And if she says, well, maybe, or yes, it could be, like, you know, if I get any sort of indication that she, there is this natural willingness, openness that doesn't make her put her in a stress or put her in a in a unpleasant feeling, then I will take it from there, going very slowly and very gently and inviting it in every step of the way. So, gosh, I didn't hadn't even thought about that story when I thought about recording this episode, but I'm really glad that, that story came through because I think it really exemplifies how you can especially get adults interested in connecting deeper with all of this. 
right? Okay. So another technique to really help both adults and children to connect deeper to their internal guidance system, you know, their energy, their intuition, and that is get helping them understand their human design type. And you can do that very simply. So if you're new to human design, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you some really simple techniques. It is a very good idea if you have kids to run their human design chart and start to get to know it. It will help you so much to understand why they do what they do and how you can help them. And so simply starting with authority will really help connect loved ones to that internal guidance system that will help them understand their next best step. So I have a lot of generators in my life and my daughter Freya and my husband both have sacral authorities. And that's, I mean, many say that that's like the easiest and the clearest authority to get that yes, no. And it is just that. It's a gut uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh. So if you or someone in your life has a sacral or generated authority, That is a great thing to play around with. And what you do is you start them with easy yes, no questions. You know, is your name Freya? Do you like unicorns? Do you like ice cream? And I do this with Freya before she goes to bed at night. We do little sacral sessions and she does the uh uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh. And it feels good to her. I do the same thing with my husband and I noticed, I don't have this authority, but I noticed every time I do this with, and I'll do this with clients who have a sacral authority, I notice that it feels good to them because you're just, it's like you're relaxing into your unique energy in a flow state that's always going to feel good. So like, this is an example of how you can use this. With Freya, we were kind of pushing her to play soccer. And she had days where she liked it and she had days that she hated it. So I'm like, is it a good thing that we keep working with her and like she wants to do soccer and we just need to help her? Or am I just overly pushing her? I honestly didn't know. So I did a couple sacral sessions with her, starting with Freya. Is your name Freya? Do you like fairies? Do you like ice cream? Do you like when spiders crawl over your forehead? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Do you want to continue playing football? And she got a very clear, uh uh-uh. She didn't. And so guess what? We disenrolled her from, from soccer. That was very helpful because I was like, really like, I don't know what I should do with this extra sport. Does she really want to do it or not? But with that, uh uh-uh, I knew. Like, we just need to take a break from it. Either it's a forever break or she'll come back to it later, but it's an uh uh-uh for now. And I do those sacral sessions with, like I said, clients and my husband. So if you or a loved one has sacral generated authority, that is a great little thing to play around with. And sometimes it's a uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh, or sometimes it's a yes, no, yep, nope. Like let, let people's natural yes, no response come through and you will find that they actually really enjoy playing around with it. The other authority is splenic. That's what I have. You just get hits in the moment. That is maybe a little bit not so much that you could play around with it, but just introducing your loved ones to trusting like, yes, anybody who has a splenic authority, when you tell them that they probably won't fight you on it. 
Like, even if they don't know anything about human design or they're like, I'm not so sure about human design. Like, I have a brother who's really skeptical about human design. He's skeptical about anything that comes from a birth chart. So anything sort of related to astrology that you get data from the time and date you were born, he's skeptical of that. And that's okay. But even people like that who are very skeptical, they will normally very much resonate with this and they will self-identify. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters is that they self-identify and like, yeah, that's how I do it. I get those hits in the moment and that you should just kind of reinforce that and be like, yeah, that's good. You know, don't second guess those hits. Those hits are spot on and trust them and notice them when they come in. There's also emotional authority. Now, this is a tricky one. So when you have emotional authority, you need to ride your emotional wave before you get a yes or no. So let's say you get really excited about doing something in the moment. And then the next day you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. You should never say if you get that initial yes response, you should always wait until you've ridden your emotional wave out before you do the final answer. And if if you've ridden your emotional wave and the answer is still yes, then that's the answer. And with emotional authority, you're looking for the most consistent answer. So if you've been riding your wave and waffling between yes, no, yes, no, what has been most consistent? Now, the tricky thing about emotional authority is everybody has a different wave cycle. For some people, it's an hour. For some people, it's a week. And I actually have a friend who has two teenage sons, and one of them has emotional authority. So it's very difficult to, you know, talk to a teenage boy about noticing their emotional waves. Like, a lot of teenage boys aren't like, oh, yeah, I don't really want to do that. So in those situations, you want to just find that thing that would speak to them, like what would get them naturally interested in pursuing this. So like speak it in terms of, you know, using their language, obviously, and say, hey, this is how this could be useful for you as you move forward and you have to make big decisions. You know, where am I going to go to college? What am I going to study? And find language that lands for them and speak to, to it in a way that how is this of interest to them and invite them to experiment with an open mind. And once they start to get positive results from this alignment, it will get them naturally motivated to learn more. But again, it's all just an invitation, a sharing, a modeling it for yourself and allowing them to come back to you when they are ready to learn more or go deeper with it. There is ego authority. So this is when you are basically designed to do what you like. So you don't really have to wait. This is the one authority where you don't really have to wait. You just get the idea and go. But you just want to make sure that you're well rested. And with ego authority, it's always good to have a sounding board and to kind of talk talk it out or to inform others of what you plan to do, especially if you're a manifester, because when you get an idea and you get natural excitement behind it, you will go fast and your loved ones might not understand or might misinterpret what you're doing. So inform, let others know, talk it through with trusted soundboards and, you know, 
basically you see how you feel after taking the actions. And if you're feeling amazing and riding that wave and in flow, you are making the right choices. And it's similar for the self-projected and mental projected authorities. You are designed to talk it out with trusted soundboards to get clarity. So just sort of, you, you don't need advice. You don't need people to tell you what to do, but you find your answers in the process of talking it out with others, with trusted soundboards. And then reflectors, you, the unicorn human design type, it's only 1% of the population. You don't have an authority. So you can rely on your strategy, which is to wait 28 days before you make a decision. So with reflectors, you really want to follow that flow, be around people you trust, environments that feel good to you, and that will be enable you to find those right answers for you. So I already talked about this, but like just to recap a little bit of what I've already mentioned, how to open your loved ones up to their gift of intuition without pushing or imposing. It's really the process of introducing the idea, planting the seed, and asking them if they want to hear more, if they want to go further. And when you plant the seed or introduce the idea, you find things that you think they would be open to and excited about and naturally motivated to learn more, go deeper with, be curious about. And then keep going as far as you can go as long as they're in a true yes energy And if you have people pleasers in your life, make sure that they're not just saying, yes, I want to go deeper with this to please you. Make sure it's a natural, true yes, if you can. Use your own intuition. If you feel like they're getting into people pleaser energy, then stop there. But if you feel like you're getting true yeses from them, keep going until you feel like you've reached their limit and then pause. You've done all you can do for today. And then you want to wait. Allow their seed to grow in their garden. And if it does grow and they want to know more, learn more, then they'll come back to you or you can check in periodically, not too often, I'd say. And I'd say, if you're going to check back in with them on it, check with your own intuition. Is the timing right for me to check back in? Let me tell you, when I check back in with my mom, I have an idea of when I'm going to do it. But I will be checking my intuition and I will be checking her higher self often before I bring up the idea of her dad's message again. And so it's always asking for their permission, waiting for them to be naturally interested. And then always most, most, most importantly is modeling your own practice with your own divine guidance team and modeling it in a way that they can see it, not some sort of hidden practice. All right, the last thing I wanna share with you guys today is how to make it fun and why it's so important. Well, the energy of fun and play opens our intuitive gifts right up. It relaxes us, and it actually stimulates our right brain And it opens the portal door, if you will, between your physical and your non-physical self. So it opens up and amplifies your gift of intuition. And when your children and your loved ones feel their gift of intuition amplifying, they're going to start to get more trust 
And they're going to start to get more evidence that this is real. This internal guidance system is real. And that's going to get them naturally motivated to go to the next level. So you want to think about designing an activity or activities around connecting to intuition that would be fun for your loved ones. So here are some examples of things Freya and I do with the fairies. We write letters to the fairies. I had to actually put rules on this because Freya was writing letters every night to the fairies. Now, this is a little gray area, and I'm getting the fairies are saying that this is a good practice, but I'm going to eventually have to come clean with her. (laughs) So this is what we're doing now. So yeah, so anyway, she wanted to do it every night, but I was like, it was becoming too much work for me. So now it's every Saturday night, she can write a letter to the fairies. So she, I mean, I'm saving these letters. They're just absolutely priceless. What she's writing to them, asking them questions, drawing them these really super cute drawings. And then we put them under her pillow. She goes to bed. I get the letter take it away, and then I channel the fairies a response back. So yes, it's a little, I'm kind of involved as the middleman, but what it's doing, it's creating proof to Freya that this is real, and it's getting her naturally motivated and naturally excited to go deeper. Now, the fairies tell me at a certain point in her development, I'm going to have to tell her I'm going to have to come clean that, yes, I did that. Because this is all about truth. It's not about deceiving our loved ones, right? Because they'll feel that on an energetic level, and that will actually put them in doubt energy. That will that will give them the message of, you see, this can't be trusted. So when the time is right, I'll let Freya know that I was the middleman on this, but the communications were real, and I am channeling the communications from the fairies, And it's something Freya really looks forward to receiving these letters in the morning under her pillow. And this is a more advanced practice. I also channel songs for her in the evening right before bed from the fairies. And it's super powerful. I just allow this song to come through me. I just sing what's what's coming through. I just let it go. And it amazingly, amazingly puts Freya right to sleep every time. It's quite powerful. And then we practice her sacral authority of her uh uh-huh, uh-uh. So there's so many different things you could do, so many different activities for kids and adults to get them excited, get them curious. And really, it's not even, don't even think about like getting them excited is sort of the next level. If you're starting from step one, start with getting them curious. Get them curious by doing it for yourself first. Once they see you doing it for yourself first and they see you getting results, that's going to help open up their curiosity. And then think about the consciousness or think about the ways that would get your particular loved one even more curious to go to the next level. So they can start to taste for themselves how powerful, magical, beautiful, and results-producing it is to tap into our own intuitive voice and our divine guidance system. 
And my invitation for you this week is to do just that. Think of one loved one that you wanted to help. No, rewind, rewind, rewind. My invitation for you this week is this instead. It's two parts. The first part is start to share more about one aspect of your own spiritual practice to a loved one that you would like to help connect deeper to their intuition. Start to share a little bit more about your own practice and then think of one way you can get that particular loved one more curious about connecting to their own gift of intuition and see what magic unfolds. All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week. If you're loving this episode, I'd be so grateful for a rating and review. It is really how more people find this podcast. And I will read your amazing words on the air. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.